0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap.
1: Tony, I my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go.
0: Socks which is that's, that's where it all starts, it all starts taking care of business in-house in the central division. That's right, I'm a meatball. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Johnny Nani, and we are here to recap a 9-8 victory on national television. The White Sox beat the Yankees in the Field of Dreams game. Before we get into this, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Grabbing a goddamn beer right now and celebrating this victory if you're a White Sox fan. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. Follow us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at Sports. Follow Johnny at Nani, Johnny and me at Buzz on Tap. Go to Grandstand. You want them awesome 1919 threads, then you need to go to Grandstand. You can go to grandstandsocks.com, follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks. Or if you're down by the ballpark, just walk over there. They'll hook you up. Bruh, Johnny. Can't write a better script than that, okay. dude.
1: it the, Buzz. The title of this episode is such a movie because I, I like. I don't know about you, but I, I've like used that as like a joking, like slang thing. Like you talk about like, oh, my Friday night. It was such a movie. Like, no, this was actually literally a movie ending. The whole game from start to finish. Everything that transpired. All runs but one coming via the home run. Big boppers doing it in big situations. You had a blown save at the end, and then you had another blown save on the end for the Yankees. Yeah, and man, obviously a walk-off walk finish uh, for our White Sox here, the home team in this event at this you know historic, uh, iconic setting, the Field of Dreams. And it was just unbelievable. Uh, Buzz, I had a blast. And there's so much to talk about from this. But go ahead. Just the initial thoughts from you. Those are mine. I just had to let it all come oh, out right away. It was a movie. It was a movie.
0: It was it was absolutely everything that I mean the drama was there the suspense the comedy everything was there.
1: I love Alex Rude MLB scriptwriters killed it tonight. Damn right,
0: <laughs> Alex Rude's always fucking on right on point all the time. I love that guy. But I, I want to say real quick here, our buddies, our best friends, our co-hosts, Steve and Tony, in attendance for this today, in attendance for this game. I know there's a lot of other people from Sox Twitter that were there. Tony and Steve will be going live, I think, eventually later on tonight once they get back. Um, I believe they're staying at a hotel or something. But, um, yeah, we got Tony on the screen here, which is hilarious. Tony and Steve there. Oh, it's amazing, dude. It's just amazing. What a feeling that this is. And, Johnny, the presentation, let's start with that first and foremost. The presentation, the drama that MLB put into the beginning of this, relating it to the movie, doing all that. Believe it or not, man, I don't know if this will resonate with a lot of people. I know you know. I mean, we've been best friends for four years now, three, four years now. You know how close I am with my kid. I got Ren to actually watch this shit and be like, what is that? Wow, wow, wow. Like, I felt like if parents were doing that and this was on, it was drawing in and maybe new viewers for the MLB just because of the theatrics yeah. and how awesome it was. And, and then to set that aside, too, just like I said, the presentation was amazing tonight, walking out of the cornfield And all that shit. I mean, it was just... Uh, James Earl Jones doing the fucking narrating or Oh my god,
1: dude. Yeah. I'm getting
0: goosebumps thinking about
1: dude, it. I, so, Buzz, I need to start this off and I think this is the right way to do it and I think a lot of people did. I saw some people on Twitter tweeting this out and I know I did late last night. I threw it on probably about 11, 15, so I was going to bed till later but fuck it. I stayed up and I watched Field of Dreams Um, and I think that was a perfect way to set it up. You know, I got the the, the the choked up during the... I don't know about you. I know a lot of people really love the, the catch, you know, want to have a catch scene. I like that one too don't get me wrong yeah. that hits you in the fields but mine is the baseball speech just because it hits so close to home with this game that we love so much so i watched that and first of all that set it all up you get all the visuals there you get the whole background the story what it, what it's all about the whole aura of it and then you see your favorite team come out and be presented in this you know first of all first time ever doing it for the mlb here yeah and second of all they're looked the part obviously the uniforms very slick on both sides 1919 throwbacks like you mentioned go check those out at grandstand socks um and it just you you get, it, you can't go wrong with the visuals out there because it's all it's all corn it's all, that's what iowa is it's, it's, it's all corn right in, in that area where it's at <laughs> it's uh, on, on, the, on the movie setting but <laughs> obviously you know what what was you know cut out for the uh movie site I love how they made it adjacent to it with a, yeah. you know, a couple of paths and the the maze in between. Um, and That was, so all the visuals were great. Then the way they did the presentation. And I love what Costner said. I know some people got annoyed a little bit, thought he might've lingered too much. I, I can agree with that. But when Costner said, I like what he, you know, I didn't have to go out there and like, make like a big like speech too much. Sure. He talked a little bit, but he's like, you just let the music take over. And it's, you get that, you know, if you just watched the movie last night, you remember the music and. Oh yeah it just seeps in and you see it in real life. It's not like, cause you can go and rewatch the movie as many times as you can, but right. seeing that live I- in person there, you, first of all, you're ah, God. I, I can't imagine re-
0: what I, it was like in person. Cause that whole night felt
1: special. I, exactly. I feel really sorry if you missed it Um, either way, whether you're there or, um, you know, watching it on TV, but you know, when you're watching it there, you watch that movie live in real time being recorded. That's what it felt like for me, Buzz. I know there's a lot of word vomit here, but this is literally just raw emotion after it. That's how I felt, especially when you're talking about starting with the presentation there. Uh, definitely chills, goosebumps and uh I did, I did it right too, I will say. I had hot dogs, beers, peanuts, everything ready to go, just like, you know, <laughs> just like what, the, what they're in the movie sitting on the bench on the side uh, while watching Chewless Joe uh, and the 1919 Sox teammates out there. Yeah, so I I got all into it, and uh, it was worth it, obviously, for the result that we got tonight.
0: And the word vomit's going to be here for both of us because this is a huge moment for the team that we have covered consistently for three years now. I'm even longer than that before on tap, but, you know – this is a huge moment to see where Johnny think about when we started doing this. Do we think we would be playing in the field? We knew they'd be good eventually, but this is a mm-hmm. huge national stage, a very special thing to take part. Buzz,
1: in. I, I think we need to just go back to the start when they announced us in 2019 and we're still in this transitional phase and we're still pissed off about missing out on free agents from before and oh, someone yeah? made the joke at it of like Nikki Monaco and like Charlie Tilson or some shit oh, <laughs> with like Aaron Judge and Stanton on the other side think about how far we've come for this.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, dude, we've we've traveled very, very far for this and i I'll tell you now, like, again, we we're talking about the presentation and stuff like that. And then let's get into the, the beginning part of it. They start introducing the starting lineups mm-hmm. after everybody walks out of the cornfield. They go through the Yankees and the Yankees are giving us a little, you know, the little fucking grabbing the brim of their hat, a little nod there. They get over to the Sox. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's joking. We get the high mom. We get a Bray with a big cheesy ass smile because you have Eloy being a, like a just a ham next to him. You know, I mean, just um, like, I love how the Sox kind of came into this tonight. Like they came in loose and they came in, I think probably in a way where not that they don't take themselves too seriously, but they, they practice what they preach tonight, man. They had fun with the game. They changed the game. They, they made it fun. And that was a, as a fan of the white Sox. That was something I loved to see. I don't know about you if you yes. noticed that or not, but I, I was well, really happy it,
1: with it. Buzz, this is a kid's game. Let's remember that. This is a kid's game that these guys are playing for a living here, and I think we have a lot of guys on this team. First of all, they're a very young squad. You heard them mention on the broadcast, might be the fourth, fifth youngest in the entire league. But So right. these kids are still you know, young in age and young adulthood here, but at the end of the day, they're all kids out there playing a the game. They're excited, and like I really like the point. I think it was Buck that brought it up that, Even if, you know, it's not the field of dreams, because you get a lot of people coming from different countries, different nationalities, you know, either way, it takes you back to whatever your childhood field was. I'm sure we all have one. You know, I had a lot in my neighborhood. That, you know, it was, I think, related a little bit more to Sandlot in that regard. But either way, it's like where you're playing growing up and, you know, like your kind of uh, everyday thing where you're learning the game and all that kind of stuff. And whatever. It it all just comes rushing back then. And I think you saw that in the emotion, the energy. And like you would said, it it is practicing what they preach. And they've been a loose group all all year. And that has has allowed them uh, to have fun and win and have fun enjoying their wins.
0: Right, absolutely. No, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, and it just gets off into this again. I How I feel with them being here after getting spanked by the Yankees in their last series. Yes, coming in loose into an environment, Johnny. Where I'm not lying to you, I don't know how how loose I would be. I'd probably be a little. I'd be uptight. I'd nervous. be pissed in my pants. Nervous. Yeah, I'd be a little uptight, nervous. To be hundred percent honest with you, you know. And I, I really, I was just really impressed by how they they approached everything and being without Tony La Russa as well. Hit a death in the family. Um, so, you know, he, he wasn't there for this. So they're going in there without their manager. They're going in there after a loss to Minnesota, losing a series to Minnesota, uh, uh, two to three coming into the biggest game of the year for them. Because I mean, let's face it, we've been on nationally televised, televised games before, but I cannot wait to see the ratings for this, Johnny, yeah. um, the ratings are going ha- to, I would assume would be fucking sky high. This was a, this was a grand slam for the yes. MLB. A oh, yeah. A grand slam. For the yeah.
1: Game. Right before we jumped on this, Buzz, uh, I just caught a little bit as I was, you know, muting my TV here um, before, you know, so we could get on and record this. It was a uh, big poppy. And he was talking about mm-hmm. uh, MLB one tonight and a yeah. seconded it too. And I agree uh, with that, obviously, with the way that the game unfolded there. Uh, but either way, the, the whole, even if, say, it wouldn't have been as, uh, you know, high scoring and maybe high flying, maybe it was more of a standard, like, five, like, Three ball game. I think MLB still would have made out pretty damn well with this. Oh, The yeah. uh, performance yeah. on top of it is obviously going to boost that uh, through the roof uh, because of that. But either way, I think it, it was a great connection of um, obviously these teams and they're very you know talented teams. You saw the star power uh, on display uh, on both sides tonight. Obviously with all the home runs that were hit, um, and then you know you get people that are just connected to it. Even if you're just a casual fan of baseball, you say, "Oh, I play in the middle of a cornfield. That's pretty cool." Right. You know, I can relate to that.
0: Right. And and again, man, it was just, uh, I'm I'm just super, super happy with everything. But uh, to Trojan's point in the comment section, losing Tony and Rodon the day before coming off the twin series, big show of resiliency by the Sox. Absolutely 100% right. 100% right. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, Getting into the game here, Johnny, I know we're not breaking it down how we usually do, um, you know, play by play, whatever, Um, but eight home runs tonight, four for the Yanks, Four for the Sox. So back to your point, if it was a 5-3 to game, you still think it would do good. But what the (laughs) – this was an absolute show of power from both teams. And and just absolutely – like I said in the beginning of the show, there's drama everywhere.
1: Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah, I mean it was, man, a back and forth affair because you know the White Sox surge out early. Let's talk about these home runs because a brave start of the party. Hey, oh, no, so no, nice no, better team. guy to to start this thing. I know a lot of people. I, when I was texting with you earlier, I think Eloy had the best odds to hit the first home run. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. I'm glad it was a brave. Um, sorry if that ruined your bet, but I think just fitting for, for th- this guy sticking through I to do it, everything, everything with this white Sox team, uh, and doing it in the first innings. So you, you got to you set the tone for the game there, even though, uh, before that, um, you know, whatever, Lancelin let up a single in the first, and then was able to work, uh, around that. No problem. a couple strikeouts. And then, uh, white Sox first two get out and Timmy and Cesar, um, and then, you know, feel like you're going to go and maybe a quiet, uh, you know, come in like a lamb uh, first inning. uh, uh-uh. Peto provides the fireworks on an absolute missile. Buzz, let's talk about this. When it was hit there, I thought it was going to hit oh, like oh, it was just directly off the wall. And that would have been cool to double there. But it got over and hit, hit the first stock of corn in that and then slid down that friggin' row.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't. My- you know the MLB sent someone in there in a fucking scuba suit to find that ball, right? <laughs> they had to go find that ball. That's yeah. going that's going to the Hall of Fame, you know. That, that's going to be enshrined forever for long after we are gone. But yeah, Peto hitting that bomb in the first was absolutely amazing. To Lynn, him starting off the game, yeah, he let up that single. His pitch count went up there at over 20 pitches in the first inning, Johnny, having a little bit of control issues, but also home plate ump blanking on his name right now cuz alcohol. But I mean, he he was not and you know what? There's actually a tweet that Alex Root, i don't know if he's still in here. They put—he put it in our little group chat that we have on Twitter. But this guy has like been like lights out umping all year, and he, everybody was complaining about him tonight that he wasn't setting a consistent strike zone. But again, Lance Lynn didn't have it—the best A stuff. But he mm-hmm. had enough to win this game. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, with Lance, uh, he, I feel like he's always kind of grinding out there, Buzz. And that's why I don't, outside of the home opener, we haven't really seen him go. Too much into like the you know latter innings in the 8th, and ninth year because he's working these pitch counts up sometimes. you get squeezed, so you see a product of that, but then there's other times where uh, you know, he, he admits it himself in post gamers. Oh, I just didn't have the command and this and that. Um, and, and then I have to pitch around to work out of it, but luckily for the most part, obviously, he's been able to work out of that given where his era is uh, uh for total on the year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not the A stuff uh, for Lance Lynn tonight, but hey, uh, I, I'm glad you know, that we talk about this. We're, let's play into the theme here, Buzz. Uh, th- this is a movie, such a movie, title of this episode, and I wrote about it uh, preceding this game, uh, th- leading up to it, about why Lancelin was, you know, it was meant to be for him starting this game. Uh, Midwestern kid playing for Midwest teams growing up all his life, finally signs with one where it feels like home with the South Side of Chicago, obviously growing up in Indianapolis, feels like home, about closest to there uh, geographically. Uh, maybe outside St. Louis there. But, um, you know, I I like the storylines that that come along with it. And he did enough. And and it just goes to show you, even when Lance Lynn's not at the top of his game, he's still giving you a damn chance to win it.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. And that's what he did. I mean, you know, like I said, it wasn't the best stuff. It was the best performance we've seen from Lance Lynn. But, hey, he still had the fire. He still had the passion. He went out there and he did what he had to do. Third inning, Johnny, is when Judge hit a fucking bomb. And he had two of them tonight. That would score Lemayhu and Gardner. That was in the uh, top of the third. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, but I was just talking about that real quick. It's funny how, you know, we talk about Steve Stone predicting things. Hey, I'll get, you know, we'll like him or hate him. Joe Buck is pretty good at it too. Um, yeah. I'll give him some props because he had said, oh, that, that thing comes out a little bit over the plate. And sure, it might be a little bit more of an observational thing based on judges hitting where Lance is, uh, you know, placing these balls at. But man, uh, next pitch was a ball outside, I think. And then he came back over the middle of the plate. And that's the one that judge slapped out to right field. And he's like, yeah, it would go into the corn. Uh, and guess what? It did two pitches later. So uh uh, you know, we talk about we are we. You know, coming into this one, I wanted to say we the loaded lineup. This is one that nobody's complaining about. The only thing that you would want is Yaz in here, but obviously yeah. he is still on the shelf right now, uh, rehabbing Subby. down in Birmingham. Yeah, Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute here. But you got to remember, the Yankees have firepower on their side too. Sure, they haven't put it all together, and they may have their issues about being a right-handed heavy team. But they tried to address that by bringing in guys uh, Gallo and Russo. But those big right-handed guys, let's not forget, they can still freaking mash all of them. Judge, we saw Stanton, we saw later in this game, and Judge again. And then Luke Voigt, he didn't hit one out tonight, but that guy can hit home runs too. So they're still a talented bunch. So uh, I can't say I didn't expect them to uh, stay quiet all night.
0: That 3-4-5 is fucking deadly. I mean, let's be honest about it. That 3-4-5 for them is Judge Stanton and then – or I'm sorry, Judge Gallo, then Stanton. That's a deadly (laughs) 3-4-5, you know. Um, Thank God Gallo is struggling. Um, Yeah. I think it's because the Yankees made him shave his beard, and he's not very confident right now. Because I, I mean, come on, Johnny you have your you have your beard going. I have my beard going. That's what brings my confidence. You know, like I oh yeah. I, if I didn't have this, I think I'd look like Franklin yeah, Turtle. Buzz, you know? I, tri-
1: I trimmed down my beard this morning, and it, for like at least about like thirty minutes after, I was like regretting it, and I was like, "Oh wait, no, I, I just cleaned it up." <laughs> but I, you, I, you lose I, the confidence, you do. Right, a little you, bit what, of it goes away with you it, when, we're all about pure the beard here, here, Buzz.
0: When I shaved mine off, like remember that a year oh, ago?
1: Yeah, I didn't even I, recognize you when it came. Seriously, yeah, I legitimately did not recognize you on the show Fro- the next time.
0: Yeah, I thought I was gonna play Frogger on eighty. Like I was just like, "This is it. I don't want to. I want nothing to do with anything anymore." or I'll see y'all later. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, maybe that's why Gallo is struggling, but no, they, yeah, that three, four, five over there is deadly dude. And I, I, I'm just kind of, I'm glad we navigated the waters there. Cause that's a, uh, that was a, uh, a lineup that I was a little bit scared of, and Heaney, who started for them tonight, Andrew Heaney, who started for them, he had some pretty good shit. And with the Angels, he he had a lot of injury problems, Johnny. I think that's what kind of derailed mm-hmm. him over time. But he's a very good left-handed pitcher. He was strike. I had him on my fantasy team like two years in a row back in eighteen nineteen. He striking bitches out left and right when he was healthy. You know, very very yeah, we- deep, good pitcher. And
1: I I don't think it was there complete like hundred percent of the time. But when the slider was on, you saw him be effective with it. Oh yeah, and it was when, it was when he missed or or missed with fastballs. Uh, a little bit up, out over the plate. That's when the White Sox were able to touch him up a little bit more. But when the slider was, you know, kind of burying, looking like a strike at first, and then cutting into a right hander's feet or away from a lefty, that's kind of where he would make his bread and butter. Uh, but obviously, wasn't there all tonight. And I'm lucky. The White, um, excuse me. I'm glad the White Sox were able to take advantage of it.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we'll get into the only run, and we touched on this before the show started. Uh, the only run that was scored tonight not home run, not coming from a home run. And this was a Tim Anderson double that scored Adam angle from first base. That's amazing. And, and, and you know, Angle did leave the game. Like, yeah. an issue later. Did it look to you so like he was? Yes. When he was, so yeah, see, I thought it, it was
1: when when he was coming around second. I think he took that turn really hard. And when yeah. he came down, it looked like so, like, with the way the camera was, like, showing him rounding the base there and coming towards third and around home, it looked like one of the spikes was, like, cut off, Uh, you know, higher than the other ones. Like, one of them was higher, one was lower. And he was, like, you know, like, Back and forth a little bit, yeah, so yeah. obviously, it, it. I think it was what right groin tightness is yeah, what right he, would eventually, tightness. he would eventually yeah. exit the game with, but it wouldn't be right after this, though. No, so he no co- yeah, he did did come around score. Uh, play wasn't contested, but yes, like you mentioned, uh, only run scored this game, uh, that did not come via the home run. Timmy, uh, just to start a uh, uh, fun shit for him tonight, man.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. After Abreu walks, I believe he walked, then we had a man on first and second in Abreu and Anderson. Eloy comes up, crushes one. He got close a couple times tonight too. He, I thought he, I thought he was going to have a multi homer game. Not going to go every time the bat came off the ball in the air. I'm like, holy shit, that's gone. You know, he hit one to deep center. Yeah, he, he, you good know, play he
1: by one. Gardner on that one. But.
0: Yeah, he hit one to uh, uh to right that got caught as well. But this one also went to right, and this one was not caught. It went over the fence. Sox take a 5-3 lead over the Yanks. I mean, Eloy has just been on a tear since he's been back.
1: Yeah, I mean, Buzz, it It was almost another multi-home run game here. Um, Just just ridiculous. It looks like, you know, it didn't take long for him to find a swing. Sure, uh, he had the one home run in KC to kind of introduce himself in his second game back. Uh, And and then he had the little bit of a groin issue of his own that held him out of that weekend series against Cleveland at home. Uh, But then as soon as he came back after that, it, it has been firing on all cylinders. Uh, you saw some monster bombs uh, uh, up in Minnesota. And then obviously uh, the at Wrigley and now here uh, at the field of dreams. And these obviously being the most
0: picturesque. Oh, a- Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Next scoring play. Next scoring play is uh Luis Robert. He hits a double. I thought that was gone. I, I really did. I thought that was going just short, Johnny. Damn yep. it. And I, I picked him for my pick. Yes, you team. did. I was really hoping that was his first one back. It didn't happen that way. But after that, you know, get a <clears throat> you get a Sebby Zavala home run. And obviously, we we've talked about Sebi on the show before. We both think that he will be taking Collins' place when uh the, the Yazman eventually returns, which should probably be in what a week or two. That will probably get Yasmani Grandal back here on the south side. But uh he comes up and he smacks a two-run home run, and that'll put the Sox up, Johnny. That'll put him up. What would be it was seven? That'll be seven to three at that point. So then after that. It, it was all Yankees until the bottom of the ninth. And that was absolutely fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah, you you get Brett Gardner with the home run uh, off of Lance Lynn, just a line shot out into right field. Um, Wasn't there, uh, didn't really see, and they didn't really talk too much about the win, uh, but I'd imagine uh, at least there's an alley there uh, and maybe pushing through a little bit because everything seemed to be going out to right there. But yeah, Gardner uh, gets that, and that's the start of Lance Lynn getting chased from this game. Uh, But then we didn't talk about Michael Kopech because uh, before uh, the meltdown came later uh, in in this game from Liam Hendricks, uh, Michael Kopech and Aaron Bummer did excellent jobs, and Craig Kimbrel. Too. We can't leave him out of that either. Uh, these guys did excellent jobs bridging the gap to what we, you know, uh, talk about having one of the most lethal bullpens. This was bullpen a squad, like we like to say. Uh, and Kopech kicked it off with some fire buzz. Uh, I love how passionate he got. Obviously, uh, in the inning that he came out, uh, it was at the seventh. Uh, he was uh, heated about a strike call that should have been a strike that he didn't get. But before that, let's you, the sixth inning was excellent for him because you saw. I don't think we've ever seen that level of emotion out of him so far.
0: No. And I, I tweeted that I have never, I, he was hyped like, and I've never seen Kopech. You know, he's always got that kind of like that a thousand mile stare. If something doesn't go his way, just kind of like, I don't know, a sole, a, uh, I can't even say the word cerebral is what it kind of reminds me of. And then tonight he kind of had that, I don't know, that white Sox pitching swag, Johnny. I mean, we've seen Rodon do it. We've seen Lynn do it. We've seen Hendricks do it. You know, I mean, he just kind of had a, uh, you know, he just kinda had that swag on him, and that six was absolutely perfect. When he came back and he struck out the last batter to get out of that inning, he was fucking hyped and I loved every second of it. kopeck's gonna be Kopek's gonna yeah. be the man. Oh, dude. and
1: you could tell he was amped up, he was gassing it up, man. Everything oh. was up in the ninety 90- E eight yeah. to 100 range on the fastball and then those sliders were just uh, falling off the table guys had no chance uh, if they were looking above that so uh yeah it, it just great work by Kopech there um so as we move on though in the ninth uh that, that's where we so bummer uh good on him too uh he did a good job coming in uh, a big one. yes he got out of a big spot there uh when he came in with two runners on there um so good to see him and uh then Craig Kimbrell, he got one guy on, but no damage at all, didn't really come close to. I think it was a pass ball that let a guy, or a wild pitch that let a guy to second there, Uh, but he's able to get out of that, Tim Anderson, Uh, with the force out at second base uh, to end the eighth inning. But then in the top of the ninth, man, this is where shit goes awry. Liam Hendricks in, all hyped up, Uh, and Aaron Judge, uh, with Tyler Wade on, uh, hits a home run out to right, and this is no doubter.
0: When it happened? I was like, okay, this is, a, you know, they're they're still down by a run. I'm not going to freak out about this. This is fine. You know, Hendrix cleared the bases there. It's it's, it's fine. We'll, he's going to get through it, reset, breathe. Gallo comes up after, obviously. When Gallo comes up, Gallo draws the walk. That's when I knew we were in fucking trouble. And yeah. I, I really did. I knew we were in trouble because it didn't look like Liam had his shit. He was hanging it. You know he was he was out of control. Uh, he was honestly he was like he was out of control. Then he comes to Stanton. And that was the first pitch he threw to Stanton too was just hanging over the fucking plate, wasn't it? He threw one pitch to Stanton and it was fucking smacked in the yep. left field. I mean that dude. Yep. The, unbelievable home run like that was my like obviously the walk off which we'll get to in a couple minutes <coughs> was sexy but Stanton's might have been the sexiest of the night. That thing was crushed. That dude's yep. got power, man.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're we're feeling down uh, about ourselves <laughs> at this yeah. point, uh, g- going in uh, to the bottom of the ninth, down eight to seven, uh, and then you know as we go into uh, the bottom of the ninth inning here, Buzz, um, t- man like i said we're getting we're getting to the end of the movie the the the, the big thriller type of ending here that you, you you can only write you can only write a script but it came true in real life in front of our eyes tonight so i'd like um, to it, fire this- the
0: writer that put danny mendick in
1: yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> M- Mendic grounds out uh, for the first out. I think after only seeing one strike uh, there, but Sebi Zavala, and I think we need to give a hat tip here to Sports G- uh, Sports Gym Doc here. Um, let me bring up his comment, and he says, I can't watch the entire stream, but please make note of Sub- Sebi Zavala's at bat, down 0-2 and draws a walk. Okay, so yes, yeah, absolutely huge on Sebi Zavala. Um, you know He's having his hitting deficiencies overall when you're just looking at a slash line, you're looking at weighted runs created, plus all that stuff, but we have seen in spurts in times where he can get the job done. Uh, obviously, there is a lot of just, you know, kind of regular ground outs or maybe we've been chit him at a certain time in a spot in the game. But uh, at this juncture, yes, absolutely huge by Sebi uh, being patient and realizing what Zach Britton uh, basically he's not a as Chapman out there. So you can work him a little bit more. It's not, you know. You have uh, not as intimidating of a presence on the mound as their typical closer is because, you know, Chapman's on the IL right now, uh, sideline. So, yes, huge credit to Sebby here because this thing uh, doesn't happen uh, without him. And uh, that brings Tim Anderson up to the plate. Uh, Buzz, tell us how the movie ended.
0: Well, the movie <laughs> the movie ended in the best way it could have possibly ended. Tim Anderson, head hunting, first pitch, swing off the end of the bat, sales in the right field for a White Sox home run to win the game nine to eight walk off home run in Iowa into in the, the cornfield field yeah. on the national stage on a national stage absolutely electric absolutely electric Tim Anderson in more ways than one tonight showed why he is so respected coveted loved, by White Sox fans everywhere, and I, and Frank Thomas said it a couple times today too, which is beautiful that he's on this, because you know he he's always with the Sox during their season. You know he works with Fox, but he does the NBC stuff too, and he he always says about how Tim Anderson is a superstar. I doesn't say he's a good player, it says he's a superstar. The stage was set, Johnny. Tim Anderson delivered. Big spot, big moment. Hey walk-off home run hey, saved th- Liam Hendricks.
1: I just want to say that Tony had been a, uh, our guy Tony uh, who's at the game tonight so I'm glad that he got to see that uh, in person. I'm sure he loved every second of it was soaking all of it up but on the show multiple times when he'd been doing picks to click at the end of the show and he'd say I want to see that fire. I want to see him piss Tony Larusa off. You'd say that'd be about you know bat flipping and having the attitude oh, yeah. doing you know walking the walk to back up the talk that we've you know have heard from Tim Anderson at various junctures. Well what bigger spot uh, than do it than tonight uh, and he Absolutely came through in the clutch. You could tell when I looked at him on deck. Uh, they, they showed a back shot as Sebby Zaval was finishing up his at bat, and Timmy just looked calm, cool, collected, dialed, in just not really taking massive hacks in the on deck circle. Kind of kicked his uh, spikes with the bat a little bit and then did a little, you know, a little follow through with it, get it, get his shoulder right. And you know what? The best thing about this is Tim Anderson going opposite way. And he is at his best when he does that buzz, when he's shooting that ball the opposite way, um, because a lot of the times it can end up in a double uh, into the gap. It can add up, Hey, if he doesn't hit it as hard, it can end up as a single that falls in front of the right fielder there. Uh, and then other times when he gets he has enough power. We know he's a strong enough guy to be able to get it out. And obviously ball was flying out to right field tonight. He's very aware of that. He's a very, you know, savvy ball player. Uh, takes advantage of it, like you said, hot in first pitch, owning the at bat, not not waiting for it to come to him, owning the situation, owning the at bat, uh, and giving White Sox fans a thrill of a lifetime.
0: No, oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this, this game is going to be talked about forever. Giants, it solidifies it's the first time the MLB's ever done something like this. It was solidified. Tim Anderson's name is the one who's going to be talked about. As hitting the walk off home run and, and getting the White Sox a victory, it's absolutely massive. And I, man, I'll tell you what, dude, it's just Johnny. I, we, we broke down the game, we talked about the walk off, our feelings on it, and everything. I, I just gotta say, man, while we're sitting here bullshitting, taking sips of our beer, this might be Johnny like a top three favorite baseball game that I've ever watched in my life
1: oh I would I would put it up there just yeah. with the theatrics of it obviously the setting uh the, the right. whole build up to it because I will right. say we a lot of people like to rag on MLB and uh, uh, manfred a, a lot and there, there have been a lot of justified uh grievances uh, towards both of those things you know not marketing guys like mike trout and whatever but for this I think they did a fair job maybe it was maybe it was just us uh, because we were you know a team our favorite team was involved in it so we saw more of it especially from the white side side of things on their social media and whatnot, um, all the hype building up to it. But I think, in my opinion, they did a pretty damn good job uh, marketing this thing overall. Um, and the product on the field did not disappoint. Um, and it's a big win for baseball, and I would agree. For the excitement of the game itself, I would definitely put it up there uh, in probably a top three. I was at the drop third strike game, so I think per, being there in person... Kind I, of, I
0: was actually there too.
1: So that that <laughs> might be there for me too. Um, but I would have to go uh, on a list there, and obviously, the no five World Series always will hold a place in the heart, even though the game it, it wasn't as you know, uh, it was more of a grinded out style, there, like a, a grinder ball game. Uh, the White Sox won the World Series, no five, but yeah, from terms of pure excitement, absolutely top three, no doubt.
0: Yeah, I, I just like I said, dude, I mean, we said it in the beginning of the episode grand slam for the MLB and what they put on the field, picking the teams that they picked to partake in this event was absolutely a fucking home run in itself, pun intended. And I mean, it's just everything that I, mean, I got Fox on right now. Um, you know, and they're just showing the highlight of Tim running again. And when Tim hit that home run and he knew it was gone and he goes like this, it's over. That was the Tim Anderson I've been begging to see for a while because he don't do that shit a lot. I don't feel like he talks that shit a lot. And when he did it tonight just on that stage and how it all went down like he the confidence <laughs> I- came out of him he he he
1: picks it he picks his spots and it's gotta it's gotta be a uh i walk the walk so i can talk the talk thing i think that's where he's at now at his at this point in his career um and obviously you know, I think we, we'd been kind of maybe he's Sure, he'd been solid overall. You look at the average, like, you know, 300 uh, from, you know, rolling in tonight. Uh, did not bad at all. And he's had some timely hits and whatnot. But um, with the intensity, excitement, uh, situational uh, parts in this game, uh, you know, it's been a while. We, we remember back in uh, the, you know, I know we pimped that one off Brad Keller. And that was, uh, you know, in, in the early innings of a regular season game. But you remember the walk off in 2019 against Detroit, that crazy game there? Kind of a, not on the same level of this one because that was, you know, just a regular season game in like end of April or early May uh, for that Tigers one in 2019. But, you know, it was a walk-off situation. You know, he pimped that one, uh, you know, walked the walk. So he talked the talk afterward, uh, and you saw it here, and I think he played up to it perfectly uh, with this celebration uh, and the way the team celebrated around him too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Our guy Jordan Miller just put in the uh, chat as well that Tim Anderson's cleats are, are heading to Cooperstown. Um, so that's pretty fucking awesome. There's actually pictures here on, uh, on, uh, if you follow Marley Rivera ESPN, you see the picture of him handing his cleats off. Absolutely amazing. Huge moment for Tim Anderson and the Chicago white Sox. man. I Johnny, I'm just, I'm just super happy about how that went down. Of course I, uh, you know, I clenched up a little bit there in the, uh, in the, in the eighth and the ninth, Um, you know, I was, I was still a little scared. Um, but Hey, a victory came we're going to be talking about this forever all the, you know for the rest of our lives
1: the, the good guys won tonight but it's yes. just just like they should in a movie
0: well if it was our well yeah how they should the movie for sure but if you're there and you ask steve the bad guy won the bad guys oh, yeah. won <laughs> for life <laughs> but yeah man so i do you have anything else on this one
1: oh man dude just i feel like we go all night really. yeah we we really could incredible atmosphere but uh, i just want to let listeners know um thanks to everyone that's dropping comments in here uh, leaving reactions and sharing this thing on social media we always appreciate it i love to hear your comments i'm glad uh, we got a bunch of these up here uh on the screen here tonight but uh our guys like we'd mentioned earlier in the show tony and uh steve were able to attend this game so that first of all I can't wait to hear their accounts from it. Service is pretty bad there. Tony had let me know earlier in the game. So um, not a whole lot of communication uh, going on during it. So we didn't have, we really haven't gotten their raw reaction, but I think their plan was to, when they get back to their hotel, I think they're staying about an hour away from yep. Dyersville. When they get back, I think they were planning on doing a show as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll upload both of these as podcasts as well. We'll separate them by titles, but this one, first one here, field of dreams, post game, such a movie. It was a movie buzz. Um, I I, I kind of want to let leave some for those guys to be able to talk right. about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we're going to ride off into the sunset for sure, you know, but we will uh I, I cannot wait to get up in the morning and listen to that because you know, I am going to listen to that tomorrow on my way to work is their raw reaction and and how they feel, you know, after uh an hour drive back to their hotel to just digest you know, what they just witnessed. And I'm I'm super excited for that. But so they could talk all about that and don't have to worry about doing the house cleaning stuff. We will do that for them. Socks are off tomorrow, Johnny. They'll play again Saturday, and they'll play at 610, and they'll be playing at the rate. That'll be uh, Dylan Cease, and I got TBD here. Who do you got?
1: Uh, Jameson Tyone.
0: Oh, it's Tyone? Okay. okay. That's
1: from MLB.com, so that's just – Okay. On that. Well, I'll do
0: Dylan Cease's first, then I'll get Jamison Tyon. So 9-6 and six for Cease with a 3.99 ERA, 119 two-third innings pitched there, 103 hits, let up 159 strikeouts, 49 walks, 13 long balls. Let up for Dylan Cease, Jamison Tyon, 7-4, and 4, 3.82 ERA, 113 innings pitched, 102 hits, he's let up, he struck out 100, 112, uh, walked 34 and let up 17 long balls. So that is the pitching matchup for Saturday. Uh, Johnny Dylan sees look pretty decent lately. I like what he's doing. Uh, He's got the control. Um, I'm confident right now. I'm on cloud nine right now. Get these guys a day rest. Let them get back into Chicago and get back at it.
1: So uh, first of all, I can't wait to see the reception the team gets back here. I love, uh, Alex Rude coming in here, um, he says uh, sold out crowd for Saturday. Love to see that. So excellent to see they'll get a warm welcome. I can't wait to see the reception that they get. I'm sure they'll, uh, it will be louder uh, than games past. Uh, even though you know everyone's been excited all year, but man, this adds just another layer to it, another chapter to the story, um, if you will. Uh, but other than that, on this matchup buzz, it's hammer time. Let's boogie on Saturday night. Let's go. I love me some Dylan. Cease, drop the hammer, baby. Let's go. This guy is great at striking out hitters. And I love that buzz. Nothing better than missing bats because obviously we see when it hits the bat, it can go out of the yard, and that can lead to runs to the other team. So keep that to a minimum. And more you strike them out, the less they have a chance to hit it. Uh, I love that. I'm expecting more strikeouts from Dylan Cease getting up near that double digit. I know it's tough against the Yankees lineup, uh that, that can uh and will uh hit the ball, but uh like you said I think Dylan Cease is overall trending in the right direction you're seeing mature for his eyes let's remember this is dylan c's first full season in the uh, major leagues here um just given the covid season and the only back half of the 2019 season so um dylan c's still growing into himself but uh signs are there that he is going to be at some point down the road uh most likely atop the rotation arm uh another big stage saturday night hey I, i know it's not the same as the field of dreams game but uh Still a big series. The Yankees—they'll be clawing and scratching. They're fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot. Buzz, let's go and shut that shit down uh, and show them uh, what wh- if they do squeak in. What they have to look forward to in October?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, pick the click. I gotta take T A, man. I gotta take T.A. i A. I'm taking mm. him Saturday. He, I'm riding that hot hand, Johnny. I'm right. I got. To, I have to. I have to.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to. Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, uh, I think I am gonna go with one, Mister Luis
0: R- Robert. Nice.
1: <laughs> in his return to the uh guaranteed rate field, um, you know, for the first time since May. Uh when, when he went down with the injury, I think he will get a warm welcome back as well. Um, if I'm in attendance, I think I may bust out the Southside uh black jersey. Um I, I know it's they, they have been wearing the Southside uh you know City Connects on Friday night home games. I know those are cursed, a lot of people have that, but we have not seen La Pantera in that get up that best fits his nickname. I would love to see that if they wore those on Saturday.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. Man, well, let's get that socks dub. You got anything else left before we ride out?
1: Man, Buzz, I am just so happy to be a White Sox fan. Um, it, it is a Feels great night. Good. It is Feels a great good. night for the White Sox. It's a great night for the city of Chicago. It's a great night for baseball uh, in general. I'm sure Yankee's fans are very pissed. I would be uh, irate if we were on the other end of this. But, hey, we were the home team, baby. Uh, went down to the wire, and we were able to finish it in cinematic fashion.
0: Absolutely. Everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at sportsnet, Following Johnny at nonny Johnny and me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, listen to us five star rating in review because that's cool and tough. You need awesome white socks gear, go check out Grandstand. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks or go to grandstandsocks.com for whatever you need. Or if you're by the ballpark, just stop by the store. We'll be back Saturday, a variation of us after post game. But tonight, you're going to get a little bit of a bonus because Tony and Steve will be going live once they get back to their hotel to talk about what it was like in person at the game. So, Johnny, if you're going Saturday, I'm going with you. I don't care what you say. I'm just kidding. But we'll be back later tonight with uh, with Tony and Steve, and then we'll see you guys Saturday. White Sox forever.
1: White Sox forever.